Hello TMI, this is Father Scott with your community update for November the 13th. This will be my last community update before we head into the Thanksgiving break, which will be at the end of next week. So I wanna go ahead now and wish you all a restful holiday week and a Thanksgiving full of joy and social distancing. I wanna start off by addressing some COVID related topics and alleviating as much fear as possible um, because I know we've sent you a lot of emails over the last couple of days. You have seen lately that we've sent a number of students to quarantine these past few weeks. And I wanna give you an update of where we are right now. At the filming of this video, we have 64 students and zero faculty members in quarantine. To date, we've had a total of 134 people quarantined. That does not mean that we have a high number of positive cases. Most of these quarantines are precautionary so that we can prevent the spread of the virus. While I know having to quarantine can be difficult and can disrupt your own daily lives, it helps us to protect and look after the entire TMI community. Despite all the students that we've asked to stay home in quarantine, at the time of this recording, we've only had four positive cases on campus. Let me put that into some perspective. That's four cases out of roughly 600 students faculty and staff who've been coming to campus every day since we reopened for full in-person instruction. And all four students developed symptoms while they were in quarantine. That means we prevented the possibility of a higher spread. There's also no evidence that any of those cases contracted the virus on campus. This all means that what we are doing is working. We have a whole community to look after and we're using preventative measures like hand washing and mask wearing and social distancing, along with our thorough contact tracing to quarantine very early, which will help us take the best care of everyone on campus. Remember again, quarantine does not equal COVID. We have a fair number of students in quarantine, but we have a remarkably low number of students who have had positive cases of COVID. Some more numbers for you. 14% of our student body is in preventative quarantine through the Thanksgiving break. 3% of our international students are still at home. And 9% of our students are remote today by choice. That means that again, at the filming of this video, 74% of our student body is on campus today. Even with the high number of students quarantining, 74% on campus today is higher than most of our peer schools in town, in the area, and in the state of Texas. And when we return after Thanksgiving and our currently quarantined students return, we will have 88% of our students on campus. That's a remarkably high percentage compared to our peer schools. This tells me that the procedures we have in place, the work our teachers are doing in the classroom, our campus's commitment to COVID safety, our contact tracing, our communication with you, all of it is working. It tells me that you families are confident enough in all that we're doing to send your children to campus each day. We are proud of the work we're doing and we're honored to be able to do it so we can stay on campus each day. So we will be staying the course with in-person instruction as we finish the semester. The administrative team and I are constantly communicating, evaluating, and brainstorming about risks and options and what's best for our community. 
Staying the course is not a decision that we make lightly or without thorough evaluation of all of our options. Everything we do is with the purpose of bringing your students the best educational experience while keeping them as safe as possible. Some of you might be wondering why we're choosing to stay the course. I can tell you that the data shows we have a very low rate of positive cases. And remember, quarantine does not equal COVID. And if the need arises, we can and are prepared to shift really quickly to remote instruction almost instantly. Our faculty have been working hard to deliver instruction to students who are in person and those who are remote. They have all the planning and preparing they need to shift their curriculum quickly from in-person to fully remote. And if the time comes and we need to do that, we're ready to do it. So what would determine a shift to remote instruction for TMI? Unfortunately, there is no single hard and fast marker for making that call. I can tell you that there's a number of indicators that we monitor constantly and we pay attention to in our decision to go remote. One metric that we look at is the Metro Health Dashboard for school risk level. It's currently in the yellow zone, but a shift into or toward the red zone would lead us to consider the option of going remote. Additionally, another factor that could lead us to making a decision to switch to remote would be the number of faculty and substitute teachers affected or a significant amount of community spread. I wish I could give you a firm single marker to watch, but the reality is that a number of factors will play into a decision to go to hybrid or remote, and predicting what will happen is simply impossible. Rest assured, however, that we have the health and the safety of your students and our faculty and our entire community as our top priority. As we get ready to head into the Thanksgiving break and the holiday season, I want to remind you that if at any point you're uncomfortable with your student returning to campus after the Thanksgiving break or during the holiday season, you are welcome to choose remote instruction for your student. All we ask is that you communicate with our admissions office and let them know. While we're asking that all members of our community continue to make wise choices that keep in mind the best interests of both our families and yours, we also understand that the holiday season may bring unease that wasn't there before. Again, Aaron Hawkins and Enrollment Management is your contact. He and his team can help your family transition smoothly to remote instruction and then back to in-person instruction when you are ready. Now, some of you may be wondering, what does all this mean for athletics? As with everything, we've been continually assessing every sport in order to mitigate the risk of exposure as much as possible. Unlike our fall sports of volleyball and cross country, we cannot mitigate the risk for our winter sports at the same level. For this reason, we've reminded our winter sport athletes and families of their option to choose remote instruction to help keep their student athletes and the community as safe as possible during their athletic season. While choosing remote instruction does not eliminate the risk of exposure for an athlete and his or her team, it does reduce the risk by being away from other students during and between classes, which may also protect the entire team and help the students to enjoy a successful sports season. Whether it's in our athletic fields, in the classroom, during lunch, or even during the upcoming holidays, we continue to ask that you make responsible choices in the role you play to help prevent the spread of COVID. So remember to wear your mask outside of school, continue to social distance, wash your hands, Give additional consideration to how you travel and celebrate with extended family during the break.
Please keep in mind that your actions affect not just your own family, but the entire TMI family. This holiday season, please remember to love your neighbor. And finally, I want to switch gears and talk about a few things not related to COVID. As a reminder about exams, as we approach the end of the semester, with the exception of a few AP courses, we are not going to hold the traditional two-hour end-of-semester exams that would normally hold during the last week before the Christmas break. More information about exams will be coming from your student's teacher as we near the end of this academic semester. One other scheduling announcement I want to make is to let you know that we will be keeping Wednesdays as our off-campus community day through the third quarter. That's March the 4th. Wednesday's community days have been a great opportunity for our facilities team to deep clean our campus, for clubs and teams to meet, in addition to providing additional time for homework or meeting with instructors. Remember, not being on campus does not mean teaching and learning isn't taking place. We've received great free feedback from you about Wednesdays, and we feel that there's value and merit in keeping these through the uncertainty of the third quarter. Since we cannot predict how the spring semester will play, play out, we are extending the community day at this point only through the third quarter. Now to wrap up with some good news. I wanna give a shout out to our boys cross country team who placed third overall at the TAPS state meet at the beginning of this month. With over 33 schools and 200 runners in the competition, it was a great finish. And freshman brothers, Marcelo Pata and Franco Pata both finished second and 10th overall. Kicking off the winter sports season last Friday, our Panthers swim team had their first meet of the season and already in their first meet broke three TMI records. The foursome of Meredith Holcomb, Gabby Beck, Emily Kitayama, and Callista Kellner broke two of the three TMI team relay records from 2017 and Meredith Holcomb broke the 100 backstroke team record by 1.3 seconds. On Wednesday of this week, our Corps of Cadets marched in a pass and review for Veterans Day, and it was outside for the first time in over a year, and they did an amazing job and looked fantastic. And yesterday, we celebrated the grand opening of this wonderful building, the Walker Innovation Center, with a virtual ribbon cutting ceremony that you can watch on our YouTube channel. And this morning in chapel, we celebrated students and their achievements in being named to the National Merit Scholarship Program, National Hispanic Recognition Program, and the National African American Recognition Program. Behind the scenes, our parent volunteers serving on the TMI Fund Parent Cabinet have been working really hard and getting ready to send you a special message to each of their grade levels next week, asking other parents to join them in being all in for TMI. The TMI Fund campaign has officially begun and it is our school's single most important philanthropic priority of annual giving programs, and it's grounded by our 127-year history of traditions and excellence. Finally, with the creation of our new Equity Task Force this year, for the first time ever, six TMI students will be attending the virtual NAIS Student Diversity Leadership Conference this year. With all of those announcements, I say thank you for being a part of the TMI community, and for trusting us with the most precious gift God has ever given you, the gift of your child. I'm proud of the work our faculty and staff do each day to continually adapt and to grow and to overcome the challenges that COVID has presented to all of us this year. Let's continue to wear our masks, to social distance, to do all that we can to stay safe on this campus. I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving break. I hope you enjoy some time with your family. I love you all. Go Panthers.